Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Dez, Kim, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hour show and keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Both with the topics, sort of like the rubber, when it's game time, they like the fad five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. Yeah. What's good, War Room family? You're once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Jimmy the Blueprint, and I'm at the War Room table with my brother B. Austin. You know what I'm saying? Dev will be here in a minute. You know what I mean? I'm here. Y'all don't... You here? I'm here. You there? <laughs> you all right? Yeah. All right. Me and Austin was worried about you, bro. I thought, that, I thought Illuminati came and got your mind, soul, and your body. <laughs> they tried. <laughs> oh, okay, they tried. All right, well, Dev here, but, you know, anyway, the NBA Finals are here. We're praying that they're much more exciting than the previous two rounds. We'll need this season to end with a bang, so we're looking forward to that. We'll discuss this. We'll talk about some legacies and some other things happening in the world of sports this week. So sit back, relax, catch a contact, and sip your cognac, and bust it up with you guys in the war room. Watch this is money through man this laundry, man. The history of the solar system. Exactly. <laughs> you can get on the conversation. You can get on the conversation yourself by signing in right now to the Bible Hood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room or join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking calls in about 30 minutes on the Digital Extreme Technologies hotline, and that number is 323-410-0012. Gentlemen, what's up, man? Another week, more mass shootings, you know what I'm saying? You know, more folks. Touch more minds folks and I react like a Rottweiler, speaking of. Yo. We live in a very violent country, man. I mean, Yo, we all knew that, but it's, it's so out of hand right now, man. America got something crazy, like 233 mass shootings this year. Yo, <laughs> and we it's like we get one every week these, now. We get one. We get one. We get one a week. Somebody, somebody knock off at least five people in a place they shouldn't get knocked I mean, off, and not, and anybody should get knocked off, but they knock somebody off in like a school or a church. Once, now, once, this, a, once a week. Well, this time four people got killed at a, But I do hospital. know that we had about June 2nd, right? So but, considering we had June 2nd, I don't think we've been 233 days into the year. Um, <laughs> are we at so, so it's not every week, day, like, like per day. Yo, yo, like we on day Two times a week. something of this year, but you're telling me we got two Hana? It's 1.5. It's like 1.5 a week. And the next country, the closest country to us, got eight. (laughs) That's Mexico. That's probably Americans down there doing that. So, (laughs) knowing them. Hey yo, I mean yo, I mean insane. I'm I'm gonna just express this here amongst the family because y'all know that I really got a good heart and soul. When they let off and took the lives of those beautiful Mexican children, I couldn't help but think all the attention shifted away from Buffalo. And I thought some people was happy about that. Whoa. I'm not going to say who was happy about it. I, I mean, I, yo, I know, where you, I know where you're going with that, but I can't even, I can't even, keep, I can't even jack that because they ain't talking about this no more. Like, yo, they, they move on from everything so fast. 
It's like, yo, yeah, they, they moved on from the 19th. Yo, they was going to move on regardless. You know what I mean? I, I take it all back to January 6th. Everything is to get away from January 6th. But anyway, with all that being said, <laughs> though, um, yo, other countries got to be looking like, yo, they some savages, B. Yeah, definitely. Definitely some savages, man. Definitely. I mean, this time four people got killed in the hospital. Some dude had back surgery. And I guess he didn't like the doctor's work. He went and killed the doctor. It didn't work. Killed another doctor and killed two more people. Like, yo, how you out here killing people with yo. a broken back? I know. And he picked up his AR-15 from the store at three o'clock. Did the shooting by five. Yo, <laughs> but, but gun laws is cool. Yo, yo. <laughs> listen, man. I don't know if I don't know if my brother Kev is in the chat room or not, but. Tell you one thing, man. I'm working on something with Kev. I close this deal, man. I'm moving to Australia, B. I'm just going to live in the symphony house because uh, <laughs> they don't shoot like that over there. Yo, they don't even Word. shoot like that over there. Like, other countries, other countries don't play that. Like, yeah. I got I, I was interested that you said eight. I got to go. I want to go look at these statistics. I'm pretty sure it's out there now because of everything going on. But, yo, if they got eight and they number two, that means we got to be more than probably like two, three, four, five, six, probably two through ten combined. No, nah, no, nah, I thought they were way more than two through ten. Yeah, we wait. We wait. I think we pretty much just we pretty much just the whole list. We the whole list. We the whole list. So you said so. All right. So so how many countries? I mean, I don't want to get into geography. That's one not one of my better subjects. But I wonder, like, how much of the list you have to add together before you get to where we are? And it, it, before it, you get to where we are. Yo, it's a hundred. Right. It's a hundred and eighty. It's a hundred and eighty countries in this white man's world. Okay, so over the hundred and eighty countries, you think that. You think that if you add, you think that if you add one seventy nine together, they still don't equal us. I don't know. You you yeah. probably had to get to at least a hundred. Probably had to go to at least a hundred. I don't know. I'm just I'm spitballing here, but it's ridiculous. Man. Yo, and how, we how do we not recognize like yo? We sick. Like we sick, ball. Yeah. No. Definitely sick. No. We, Second we, Amendment <laughs> says we not sick. Stop trying, to, stop trying to take my Second Amendment right, man. I don't know. Ask, ask Fred what's up with his people. I don't know. Hey, Fred yo. Don't, Fred, Fred, don't, Fred don't want us to go to college over there with, with our folks. Fred want us to go with these these mass shooters. School. Uh, hey, yo, Fred, man. I don't know if you listen, D, but I, I just want you to know I, I keep screenshots, man. I remember you saying that by this time Dion was going to be at Florida State and he ain't there. So, I'm a, yeah. um, you know, I'm just letting you know I, should, I, I got the file. He also said, when the, when the rumors came that TCU was offering him, he was like, "See, this is exactly what I said was going to happen." And I I even answered him like, "Yo, we haven't heard anything about dude taking a job. So what do you mean this is what you said was going to happen?" Like, <laughs> he just wanted to happen so bad because he doesn't want any shine on any HBCUs, and I don't understand why. Yeah, that's that's, I, I, that's like, sick, yo. It's okay to have that's the opinion ish, or, or even know the facts that. We are way outnumbered. We are way outfunded in comparison to those other schools. That's fact. But why do you go out of your way to What about black on black crime? Y'all drawing. <laughs> Where the white women's at? All right, man, y'all, y'all handle y'all biz, man. I'm gonna excuse myself for a little while. <laughs> so, All right, I, I jump back in in a little while. <laughs> no, All right, no doubt. All right. <laughs>
we holler at you when you come back. All right, so listen, though, everybody else that's listening, before you get started, we got to remind you that whether you're live or not, at any time on demand, you can still check out our archive episodes of our show, as well as all our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network, either on our own website, which is warroomsports.com, or one of the many major podcast listening platforms. There's never an excuse to miss an episode, so you have things like Tissue on the Tape, the Broad Street Line, Superstar Sports, Joe and Appetit, On the Couch with the Wilsons, At the Further Review, et cetera. Like, we got, you know, a ton of stuff there. Yo. Go to warroomsports.com. Yo, we got content. We pod, we pod, <laughs> pod. Go to, to, to com to get more information. But listen, though, let's jump into some hot topics, which is brought to you by MyBookie. So here's the bottom line, man. You want to put your bets, you got to go to MyBookie, man. If you still haven't checked out MyBookie, it's time to start wasting time and place a bet. Lay down some bread on all of the biggest games in sports by joining the War Room and thousands of other online players placing bets at MyBookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get paid fast with no hassle. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wagers after the game starts. So join now and MyBookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, that's one word, W-A-R-R-O-O-M. To activate this offer, visit MyBookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid, and it is what it is, man. But listen, though, um... First thing we got to talk about is this, man. We got to talk about uh, in 2013, the Nets and Celtics made a trade. I don't know if you remember this, be awesome, but this was after the quote-unquote big three in Boston, you know, got kind of up there in age. Mm-hmm. And the Nets were, you know, coming coming into their own, moving into Brooklyn or whatnot. And they made a trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember remember they got Paul Pierce and they got KG on the Nets, and they traded away yep. uh, the Nets traded away a lot of picks in order to make that happen, right? And what's yes, interesting sir. about that is the core the core of this young Celtics team that is now in the NBA Finals and probably, you know, if they keep it all together, can compete for years to come, were all uh, parts of the draft picks that came as a result of that trade between the Nets and the Celtics. Um, the Nets were trying to take a win-right-now approach, and the Celtics were like, look, we're going to build for the future. And yeah, we'll take it all paid dividends at this point. So my we'll question all, to you yeah. is, we'll my question to you is, like you have teams that win in various ways, right? So they, you know, they 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 pay for you know kind of pay for talent, and then you have teams that really like build through the draft, which which is one of the more interesting things about this finals because if you look at the Warriors, they drafted Steph, they drafted Clay, they drafted Draymond, the core of their team, the Celtics, they drafted, they drafted Jordan Smart. Poole. Yeah, I mean, so these are teams that literally built through the draft. And it took a little time, but now they're the two best teams in the NBA. So what do you think about, uh, you know, it took years, right? Since 2013, so it was yeah, a yeah, nine-year yeah, yeah. run. Listen, man, it's a um, – they say that things are cyclical, and um, we're watching the pendulum swing back. And I'm just going to lay it all out in terms of my opinion mm-hmm. in layman's terms. I've been tired of cats coming to the playground and picking the best players and picking the best players and, and, and not wanting to play against the competition. And so I'm seeing a place where it's starting to swing back away from the banana boat phenomena, the AAU 
I want to play with you and let's get together with him and him and him and let's be the super team. Let's be the monster. Yo, all that. It, it, I, I, I'm seeing a trend here. I'm seeing it. Now, there, I don't know about a, that, man. I think you'll still have folks that are just signed as free agents like it is. What it is. I, I think, don't know. I yeah, don't know. I think, you'll, I, think I, you'll, I think you'll still, I think you'll still have that. But I also think, listen, man, Ja, Rastafari, Selassie, the the team that they're building there, that came about from internal. Like that wasn't them trying to the the, the stars trying to super team up. Um, the the Timberwolves. That wasn't super team up. Uh, 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 even though it's not really that good, but Mello, Lamelo didn't super team. So I, I'm, I'm, you know, not saying that people won't do it, but I'm seeing no, I hear some slander, value being placed. But I, in. I, I hear you explain it, but the one thing I do want to put on the record is like there is. I don't think it's just an attitude change or attitude thing. I think that the NBA has put things in place too to make it less desirable to leave, like that super-duper Uber Max. Oh, that super-duper right? retarded Rupert Max that they're giving yeah, us. Yeah, that super-duper Uber retarded Max. Hey, you put that in place, it's like, now I got to really think. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yo, like, you know, not, in, No, in you don't got to really think. I don't care about basketball. I care about this money. I'm staying here exactly. no matter what. You Yo, got your that. man Dame Lillard is about to be a loser the rest of his natural-born life and – it won't matter because he's going to make, like, $700 million because he's going to have, like, yeah. three super-duper Uber, Uber matches. Like, yo, when you put them in place, like, yo, that changes a, the whole com- dynamic. On, a, on, a com- on another note, but, but you'll see how it relates. I'm going to just ask a question. Despite the fact that I hate him because of what he represents, is the Bull Porter from the Nuggets, is he good? I mean, he got better, obviously, through injury, according to everybody else. Did you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, somehow his value, he had a couple games in the playoffs, and his value went to the roof by not playing. Did, 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 did you know he signed for 170, 172 million? So when you can make chicken like that, it's not as simple as, like, y'all want to team up with them. It's like, yo, I could stay here, forget everything else. I could just get bags upon bags. Real quick, though, I'm going to give you some particulars about that 2013 trade. So in that trade, the Nets got KG, Paul Pierce, Jason Terry, and DJ White. The Celtics got five players, not worth mentioning, but they also got three first-round picks and a uh, plus-one pick swap. So that 2016 mm. pick was Jalen Brown, and the 2017 mm. pick was Jason Tatum. So the core of their team came from that trade. You know, that was Danny Ainge back then, so, you know. And then Marcus Smart came out of one of those picks too, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's just interesting to see, like, nine years later, you know, it's paying dividends, man. And it looks like, you know, they're in their prime right now. So who knows what that can uh, really lead to, man. So um, (laughs) here, real quick, though, I just want to revisit that real fast as we start to talk about the NBA Finals, which we got to get to right now, man, which is the Celtics and Warriors, obviously. Um, Early thoughts on the series. Um, evenly matched. I think I I believe that Boston has the talent to beat the Warriors, but will lack the experience. And there's no shame in being 24 years old and and maybe not winning the finals. Shout out to Tatum. 
Light Skin Mamba for even making it that far. Shout out to uh to Jalen Brown, the unsung hero who's 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 one B to Tatum's one A. Um mm-hmm. shout out to Marcus who isn't always very smart, uh, particularly offensively, but when it comes to defense, you know, he's getting it done. I I I, I can see Boston winning. I just don't believe Boston will win. I would it wouldn't in other words, it wouldn't shock me. But I do have the Warriors showing up, showing out, and 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 getting to a chip. Okay, so that's your early thoughts. We'll see as the series progresses. Like you know, what your thoughts are. Um, Boston, Boston matchup. causes for- matchup. Boston causes matchup problems. They cause big matchup problems. Yeah, they cause matchup problems for everybody. Yeah. You know, one thing I will yeah. say though. One thing I will say, right. That game seven with Miami, um, I don't want to read too much into it because um, this is a new series. But that game seven in Miami was interesting because although they won the game, when Miami stopped putting pressure on them, they looked mad vulnerable and mad shaken. Like, they can't play that way against this Warriors team. And the Warriors, I, I would say based on their core, have more experience um, in situations like this. But if they play like they did in game seven against the Warriors uh, – it's going to be tough, but they definitely have, um, you know, caused matchup, matchup issues because on the perimeter, probably the best team in the league. I mean, if not number two, and that will be behind Golden State probably. But the way Marcus Smart plays defense, although he did some dumb stuff in game seven, he was playing real, like you said, Marcus, not too smart, which is funny because all season I've been giving him props about his uh, basketball IQ. But in game seven, I guess, you know, like you say, what's the, it's pressure. It's more pressure. He was making all the wrong moves. When all season, he's seemingly been making the right moves. In game seven, uh, you know, we're going to got a little pressure on him, though. Pressure bust tight. It's time to apply it now. He's got a quiet te- – no, fault. But anyway, man, so um, it's, it's, it's very it interesting to see uh, – Cats down. Don't know where to buy it. See this man. series, man. So, for, for those, like, for Neil and Kev, who y'all got in this series overall? And I do want to say that Kev made a comment. He said that um, Michael Porter Jr. went to his alma mater. And the one thing he'll tell you is he has confidence. His confidence is beyond Kobe confidence. So, I mean, that's your man, Michael Porter Jr. You asked about Michael Porter Jr. So, that's what's good with Michael Porter Jr. But I want to know who y'all got in the series. So, so B. Austin said your early pick is the Warriors, right? Yes, early pick is the Warriors. All right, cool. Early pick is the Warriors, man. So, now, in terms of the Warriors, though, this is the one thing I got to ask you: what, what, what's the uh, key? What's the key for the Warriors, right? So, I mean, we know what their strengths are. We know what's to win. We know Clef. We know we. we I said Clef. We know Steph. We know Clay. We know Drake Mont. Samba. You know Wiggins, and um, your man have been the unsung heroes in this series, or this playoffs, I should say, not this series, this playoffs. Um. What do you think is the key for them in the, against Boston, right, with Boston's matchup issues that they call? Uh, who's the key? Who's the key? Yeah, I want them the key. The key for the key for the Warriors. I mean, is it the obvious that okay, Steph has to go crazy, or do you think it's one of those other guys who've had a great playoff run? Draymond. Seemingly, the, key, the, key, the key is the key is Draymond and Looney. 
quality quality Ooh. minutes, quality production out of those two guys. Okay. I can see Looney Looney was balling that series, so I gotta give Looney his props. You know what I'm saying? Um, Looney Looney has to make Al Horford work and keep Al Horford from being a roving or roaming defender. Got to mm-hmm. make that. Draymond has to play on the edge as Draymond does without picking up any flagrants and getting thrown out <laughs> of any game. Some will say Draymond plays better with flagrants. Those two are going to be crucial. Steph is going to be Steph. I don't care about Marcus Smart because great offense beats great defense. Now, I, okay. I appreciate what he does, but Steph is going to – Steph, Steph is twenty six to twenty eight per game, given. That's where I'm, that's where he is. Mm. Clay, Clay has matriculated to what I like to call middle age superstar level, and and what that is, the athleticism is waning, and it's not even due to age; it's really due to the injuries. But his game offensively is based so much on skill and conditioning rather than athleticism, he's still a shoe in for 30. So Clay can still give you 30. He can't defend, which puts more pressure on Wiggins because now Wiggins has to be that primary perimeter defender that Clay once was. But Clay is still mm-hmm. going to be a shoe in. I give Clay 23 to 24 a game, period. Man, you call him middle age. How old is Clay now, right? I mean, I forget because just because Clay is Clay thirty two, so injured over. Okay, I guess in basketball years, that's that that makes in sense. Thirty two. Yeah, I'm talking basketball years, not our years. No, no, I'm saying I didn't realize Clay was thirty two. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Clay thirty two. That's crazy. That, that's that's wild. That's crazy. That's fast, man. Anyway, but uh, so on the other side, right? The Celtics side. I know that Anil has picked Golden State in the chat. You said Golden State. I don't know Kev got whether you got Golden State or not, but um, for Boston to win this series, what's the key for Boston in your opinion? Um, defensively, Marcus Smart has to shut down one of the Splash Brothers. One of the Splash Brothers has to be his assignment and they cannot score efficiently. They're going to get the numbers I quoted. It's a matter of whether if that 30 comes on 45% from the field or better, then Marcus Smart is getting Mm -hmm. his ass bust. If that 30 comes on under 40% from the field, Marcus is doing his job. If that 30 comes on 35% or less, yo, Marcus is winning the series. He's winning. Okay. If he can do that and you can get defensive production, you know you're going to get it from Jalen and, and Tatum. They're going to be defensively productive. The Celtics can, can, can muck this up and make, it, and make it interesting because if the, if the Warriors aren't rolling offensively and it becomes a slower-paced game, they don't have the guns to defend Boston. They can't defend Tatum, okay. and they can't defend, defend Jalen Brown. And quiet is kept, as dumb as Marcus Smart is, 
when Marcus Smart is making the right decisions offensively, they really can't guard him either. They, they, they yeah, have crazy defenders. The perimeter is a challenge for the Warriors defensively. Let me ask you this, right? So we know the big three on yep. each team. Who would you yep. call the X factor on each team, right? Give me an X factor for Boston and give me an X factor for the Warriors. Jordan Poole is your cliche X factor because you kind of know what what you expect from from Steph. You kind of know what you expect from from Clay. Jordan Poole is the guy, but Jordan Poole and and Tyrus Maxey are kind of similar in that they're going to give you mondo major offensive production but they're going to give up just as much defensively. Jordan I don't Poole know what I was saying about Maxie giving up just as much. Poole sometimes be lost on defense. Um, but I yo, wouldn't say the same about Poole, Maxie. Yo, Poole becomes a retard on defense. Like, he don't know what he's doing. Hey, and yo. That, that is a problem. That is a serious problem if he's going to play Boston because who is he going to match up on? Where do you match? Yeah. So he's got to give you some, some defensive – Stability. I ain't even going to say major production, but some stability can't be out there looking lost. But offensively, if if you're counting on Smart on Curry, you're putting Jalen or Tatum on on Clay. Who's guarding Jordan Poole, and then who's guarding Wiggins? And so that's kind of right. where your X factor kind of comes into play. Jordan Poole's got to got to be productive, like very productive. All right. So with that being said, um, one thing I'll say is this: I think it's Wiggins because I can see that with his with, with his size, Pauls, um, and his ability to grab rebounds. It's interesting to see him in this position. That's what everybody said when he came here, because. My guy went from being, like, overrated to underrated just because he was the first pick of the draft. He was in Minnesota. He was putting up 26 a game, and he lost every game. You know what I mean? So he has the ability. I mean, this is a guy that averaged 25 in his league. He has the ability to score. He doesn't have to score with this team, but he has that ability. And you saw a couple times in that um, the Dallas series that, you know, when they needed him to step up, he was there. It's like the perfect – I mean, it's almost like a puzzle piece. Like, you lose KD and you put him in there. Like, he's obviously, he's not KD. But he's a perfect puzzle piece. And that's one of the more interesting things about watching the Warriors, right? Because this is a quote-unquote dynasty. I think this is what they're, they're like, eighth final, something crazy like that. Well, how many finals is this? Like, five finals in eight years, something like that? Maybe it's five. Yeah. Because they won five. one, three. They lost two. Yep. Okay, so, like, five in, like, eight years. That's crazy. But, you know... They all even with KD like these pieces fit. This isn't just putting good, getting, putting great players in, on the team. It's like you're putting puzzle pieces there. So it's, to me, he is that X factor. Um, when I look at Boston, yeah, that's interesting because I think it might be the old dude, uh, Al. They're a different team when you watch them play. When Al is into the game and he's contributing, they're a different team. And I don't know how all of a sudden Al Horford remember how to play basketball because when he was in Philly, he was Cheeks. No Maurice. But, um... <laughs> okay, so I, I, yeah, so I would say, I would say, you know, that that would be, you know, what I say. Um, 
One thing I do want to ask you about, though, speaking of that last series, we talked about how, how Boston, although in the win, looked kind of crazy in that game seven versus Miami. Um, what do you think about Jason Tatum, like, texting Kobe's phone and telling him, like, you know, he got him or whatever he said, I got him, made him, boy, something, something real uh, sus. What do you think about him texting Kobe, yo? I think he a creep. <laughs> yo, did he text him before or after the game? He texted him before the game to say, I got you. But after they won, he posted the text with a photo of himself sitting there with his MVP trophy. Um, the Kobe I, I don't jump. know, Matt. I'm, I'm funny like that, and y'all might not agree with this. I kind of it, – it's weird to me when people talk to their dead relatives in social media posts. I'm not knocking anyone who does it. I just think it's kind of weird. Like, for me, it's no, like, you know all right. weird to me? What's weird to me is you shared it with the world. Even if you yeah. did that because it was an emotional moment for you and that was your man and your peeps and all that, why you gotta show us? Why you gotta show us you did it? Yeah, but, but that's what I'm saying. Like when people, like we always talk about like attention being you know the root of everything these days. So it's like, okay, I understand you know people like to talk to their dead relatives and all of this, but like when you do it in a Facebook post, like. Is it just you want everybody else to know what you're saying? I don't understand that. I'm not knocking anybody because a lot of people do it. You know, a lot of people I love do that. Me, if I want to talk to my dead homies and my dead relatives, I just do it in the privacy of my own space, and I don't feel the need to post it anywhere or share it anywhere to let you know that I did it. So I felt that it was kind of creepy. Like, we know that Kobe was your idol. You know, it's 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 a generational thing. And I don't, I don't, if it was, if it was one of us or somebody from our ilk, I would question the validity. I would question the genuineness, but because of his age and the time that he grew up in, he doesn't feel the need to make that private, even if it means a lot to him. And it's not out of the norm for them. It's not out of the norm to invite everybody into your prayer closet. Not and I get it. Like even on social media, I, I'll I'll see people be like, maybe it's like a picture of their moms or a picture of somebody, and they talk about it. Like, yeah, you know, this was a great time. Blah blah blah. You know, I wish she was still here. This and that. Like that's not that weird to me. But when you just go, I'm and your say, post that, that's says, a little different than what he did. He no, no, yeah, definitely. But, like, but when people people hit you like, I mean, people post like, yeah, mom. I love you so much and this and that. Like when they're talking directly to the person as if your social media post is heaven. <laughs> like I don't I don't really get they be, that. They'd be all right until somebody right. reply back. But what Blueprint is saying, like, yeah, that's kind of weird to me too. Like I think it's kind of creepy to text a dead person. It might have just been a flex to let us all know that he had Kobe's number. Like I, Yo, I don't know. We're, we're flexible, okay. Yo, we're my flexed. thing is this though. Like Jimmy well, said, when, when they hit you back, you're gonna be like, oh shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, here's my question, right? Here, here, here's my question. If you are Vanessa, I'm about to call her Vanessa Bean. But if you, yeah, that's her name now. If you Vanessa Bean Bryant, right? <laughs> do you, do you like keep his number on in perpetuity? Do you like get rid of it? And if you get rid of the number and cut the phone off, you know, phone companies are great for uh. For like you know redistributing the number, so now if right. you're the person that gets a new phone and you get Kobe's old number, 
and you get that text like, yo, like. And you, well, then you got all the creepy superstars' phone numbers. Everybody that's still texting Kobe. I don't, yeah, yeah, like, back, I, wonder, like I wonder if she. Texting back yeah, like new number, who this? Uh new number, new number, who this? Like I wonder if if the phone is still on, or if like you know she let it go and somebody else got the number, or you know. Actually, had that thought. I sat there and thought about that. I don't know why we well, were doing that. Well, considering Vanessa probably paid none of the bills, she probably never even thought to turn the phone off because she probably ain't got control over that. Kobe that's probably just paid Kobe her bill for that's like Kobe, infinity. That's like that's Kobe's second number for all the young mini. Anyway, uh-huh. um, you know. Anyway, uh, let's move on. All the young and the dig eaters. <laughs> Yo, he gave it to all his Johns and then all his sons. All his oh, look at Kobe got two phones. Everybody that's on the pole get this number. <laughs> everybody on the pole get this number. This is my pole. Dude, all the Richard, all the Richard riders. One for the fam and one Got for it. the pole. <laughs> <laughs> All the poll riders get this number. That includes Taylor, Booker. Phones. Oh, man. And all the Jones from Kyrie Boat Party. Anyway, um, <laughs> Dev, real quick, though. Dev, real quick, I sent you, sent you back. What's your Probably block all the numbers from Colorado. <laughs> Who you, <Wow>. Hey, yo. <laughs> yo. Soon, soon. What's your, what's your early prediction? I'm just going to keep it moving. What's your early oh, prediction, yo? Um... <laughs> I got the Warriors in seven, man. I think Boston matches up really well with them, and I think they really have a chance to win this series. So They do. It's not going to be easy. I talked to somebody today that told me it's going to be easy. The Warriors going to you know, blow them out. I don't, I don't see it jumping off that way. I don't see way. that either. I mean, it's going to be some blowouts. We've seen the playoffs, but <laughs> – if they blow each other out a few times, I think it'll still go six or seven. So I'm gonna say Warriors in seven. I'm gonna say Steph's gonna get his MVP because who else are they gonna give it to? They gonna disrespect him and give it to Wiggins, even if Wiggins earns it. <laughs> they already disrespected yeah. him and gave it to Iguodala. Like they can't disrespect Steph like that again. So here's my thing, right? I'm I don't want to see Boston win because they're Boston, and I hate Boston for two different standpoints. Um, actually, more than that, probably three when I look at the history. But they got a black coach, and I want to right. see Neil Long happy. Like, who doesn't like to see Neil Long happy? Like, when I saw Neil Long at the Game 7 jumping up and down, smiling, like, it made me smile. I can't lie. Like, yeah, I would like to see her, you know, jumping up and down on national TV this time. Hey, yeah. So, so it's like, you know. Brawless. Um, there's that. There's that. Yeah. Steve Kerr, though. But Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr, you know. Like, to Steve give him my other number. Steve Kerr for the people. Shout out to him and young Nick, his uh, his son Nick. Steve Kerr, you know, he's going to get to a black coach that ain't black. Pretty much. He, he's Steve I mean, Clinton. He, he, he must with us so much, he named his son Nick. So that's either here nor there. <laughs> yo, my man named his son Nick, yo. No. Um, th- let's, not, let's not forget about that. I ain't going to pronounce his whole name. Y'all do with yourselves at home. But his son's first <laughs> name is Nick. That's all I'm going to say. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I definitely want to see Golden State win, but, you know, because then I want to see – funny thing about leading into the series, and I was sharing a couple of clips with you earlier of things that were sent to me about, like, all this legacy checking. And we're going to talk about that in a second, all this uh, this legacy checking that's going on. But 
that's always interesting. Um, the legacy. So here's the thing, B. Austin. You didn't give me a game. How many games you say, B. Austin? Uh, I'm going Draymond and Looney in six. Okay, so everybody's picking the Warriors. I'm gonna pick the Warriors too, and I'm gonna also say six. Um, nobody has picked Boston yet, which means we're probably all wrong. Um, B. Austin, who you got as the MVP? That's they're not gonna disrespect Steph. Who you got? Steph. Okay. All right. So yeah. Real quick though, um, before we move on, I want to give the stat of the week real fast, man. This is this is interesting. Um, NBA official Scott Foster, right? The Boston Celtics are twelve and zero when he's the official in their game. Twelve and zero. Anything to that, y'all? Um, that just means we got to check and see how many games Scott Foster about to do. Might have to change my pick. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't know, man. When that stuff happens, it seems too. It just seems it seems way too coincidental for it not to mean anything, especially after you know, Tim Donaghy laid down the, the the smackdown on the league and told the truth um, about certain things. So, man, uh, it, it it might be something to it. First of all, I need to look up his background, see if you can find out where he's from. What team he rooted for as a kid? Like, there can be some legs on that. Man, just let me know what his username is on DraftKings. Um, <laughs> Word. All right, so real quick though, the quarter of the week, right? The quarter of the week is Steph Curry changed basketball for the better, while MJ changed it for the worse. Michael Jordan is responsible as much as anybody for changing the game for the worse, and this is from Stephen A. Smith. Um, Screaming A. Stephen A. Smith, uh, you know, I said that years ago. Stephen A., thank you for listening to The War Room and reading Sports the Book. I was about to say, that's really not a new that's, that's really not a new theory. The only newness about it is new in the mainstream. And when people heard yeah. it, people saw it, they went crazy. Because if you say something like that, you don't get a chance to explain. You just, you know, they just think you're being blasphemous. His reasoning is a little different from what we've talked about throughout all the years, but his basic reasoning was Mike kind of individualized the game too much. And I guess that's along the same lines that we talked about, because I know we used to talk about how even though Bill Russell had 11 chips, you didn't get to this, you know, this superstars have to win multiple chips or be considered a bust or their career be considered a failure until after Mike came along. Mike started no, the I, hero I, I, ball I said, stuff at I've the end of games. Exact, I've said that same exact thing. It's actually written about um, on our blog, by the way, that I've mm-hmm. said that same exact thing. That, um, And I've actually even heard Dr. J say it at one point. Dr. J, the point Dr. J was making, though, when he said it, he said um, when Mike came in the league, it was the first time where you started playing like he'll clear out. He was like, it's to the point where the Bulls would be running a specific play all game and that play would be working, but somehow when it got to the end, it's like, yo, forget all the plays we ran all game that worked. Clear right. out. Start that a was hero never ball. done before then. Started. Yeah, hero teams ball would literally just like, yeah, they would run their sets. And it became like, yo, forget your set. I get mean, the ball to the ball and get out the way. And now, and now every superstar is expected to do that. And if they don't do that, people look at them like get, they're crazy. They say, you they don't want trashed. to. I mean – is Doc being genuine or Doc saying that because he had no left and he really couldn't clear it out? I mean, you, can, you know, you, you always got to look. When people, say, when people say stuff, you always got to, like, read between the lines. Like, 
he mm. taking up for himself or is that he like, could you know, do what Mike can do. So what PJ, what PJ used to say. Uh, uh-huh. Shout out to uh-huh. one of our original hosts of the war room. PJ said, "Boy had a right hand and a hoof." <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Doc had a left hoof." <laughs> like, come on, man. Yeah, y'all not, y'all not no gonna sit here and play in the dark, yo. Yeah. I thought that, I thought it was overseas on Doc after he after he uh, voted for Joker after he said he was going for Joker. I oh yeah, know. you know what? Yeah, Doc, I thought he was allowed to play in the dark. Yeah, yeah Doctor Doctor Euro lover, man. So Doctor Op now, FOH Doc. Open season on Doc and his hoof. <laughs> yeah, man. He said, "Boy, had a right hand and a hoof." Shout out to Screaming Ado for, uh, you know, reading my book. But anyway, man, so we can move on, man. That, those are <laughs> the hot topics, man. So what time of game I mean, you, 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 not 9 p.m. Eastern. But, Jim, you know everybody Damn, at ESPN. What? You know everybody at ESPN been our shadow league for 12 years. <laughs> Don't even Ooh, ask I see time. what you did there. Don't even ask Yo, speaking of man. They've been living in our shadow league for about 12 years now, so. Shout out to them. Yo, what's up with your man Amari, by the way, yo? I've been watching all week Amari on John, and Amari don't say nothing. Like, yo, does he get paid? Yo, that's that's funny because I saw you you mentioned that to us earlier, and I, I've only seen – I saw one clip where he was there, and just watching that one clip, like, I'm like, yo, that's what Jimmy was talking about. Like, dude, ain't say nothing the whole six-minute clip. Yo, he's there. Like, I'm like, yo, I know you're trying to stand tall and challenge but, dog, say something. So he must have something coming out. He must got a documentary. He must got something coming out where he just want to be seen because he ain't saying nothing. <laughs> you know, he's, I mean, you know, maybe they gave him a shot, but if they are giving him a shot, he's failing. That's why I'm figuring this, it can't be an audition. It just got to be a, advertising. He's marketing something. We're going to find out. Yeah. It's a rollout. Because My guy just throw his black and white suit on like the Blues Brothers. He just pull up every day. He just stand there. Right. Cause as, like, much as, I, as much as I dislike the little mouth Big, you know, the boy that was straight garbage when he was in there, Perk Perkins. Hey, at least he a big mouth. That's what you got to be when you get on them shows. Little mouth or big yeah, mouth. Yeah. You go on there and just talk and say what he want and, you know, got his own taglines and stuff now. Carry on. <laughs> Shout out to, to, to Bias. <laughs> I don't know if y'all talked to him yet. He said, boy, sitting tall and talented. <laughs> He's just sitting there at the desk, not doing nothing. Yeah, he just sit there, yo. He just sit there. We didn't open the lines up now, but we are getting ready to open those lines up so we can bring Tobias and others on, man. But it looks like everybody, uh, I know Nell said she got golden. So let me go back and check and see uh, if uh, Skyview said no. So it's just, oh, yo, let me see. Oh, oh, Skyview. Of course Skyview said this. He said Boston. He's like, he's taking Boston. Boston is going to shock the world. I don't know That's weird. Before, before you said that, I was about to be like, well, there ain't no way Skyview is going to say Boston. He's a lifelong Sixers fan. We just gonna hate just because. He hated Boston. Yeah, he hated Boston, but he thinks Boston's going. You know, yo man. (laughs) I know your man will be all in our page. He'll come back to our page, slander me if Boston wins this. I just thought about that. I just thought about it. He he posted today. He posted today. Oh, did he? (laughs) He already slandered me. (laughs) Not yet, but he getting he he's setting you up for it. Just in case. He set me up like 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 I said anything about either one of these gentlemen. I don't care, but I hope they both fail. He, he he hedging it. <laughs> ah, I see what he's doing. Okay, all right, that's what's up. That's what's up. But anyway, man. So um, that's what uh, that was the hot topics of the week, man. Let's open up a digital stream technology hotline. 
before we move on, um, you know, we got our brother Tobias on. You know, let me let, hurry up and get him on. I know he got to make dinner for a young pale lady later, so let's get him on. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, hey, Tommy, I'll, I'll, well, I'll be back. What's up, Tobias? Roll Tide, fellas, like 80-something days to the start of college football, a.k.a. the Roll Tide Revenge Tour, the fellas. Roll Tide Invitational. That's right, fellas. Doing? Yeah. <laughs> hey, first things first, yeah, because I was shopping for a new SUV there. Yeah, so it gave me, gave me a break. But uh, I got Boston at seven. And, uh, Ooh, and, on Golden State's floor? Yeah, Boston's actually better on the road than at home because as long as Boston doesn't play stupid ball and Marcus Smart stops letting the ball roll up the court by touching it when you need to run the clock, uh, I think there's a key. Like y'all talk about Al Horford. If Robert Williams is healthy, he could cause a lot of problems because what people like the meet the, the hot take national media is already anointing the Warriors, talking about Steph being top ten, talking about KD should have left, but this is the same media that got mad that KD joined them. Poor guy can't win, uh, <laughs> you know. But yeah. Boston matches up with these guys, and here's like this ain't the same Warriors of 2017. Here's what people got to say: Steph don't shoot the three like he used to. He's still potent, yeah. but he it's like but 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 the beauty about him and Clay that they play a complete game. They take it to the hole. They take a mid range. They move about the ball. Those are some things that like these people who just jack up threes at AAU ball don't get. That's why they're so dangerous on the three because they do everything else good and great. I just think Boss is great defensively. You've, uh, like, you've been pretty Gary, consistent with that take over the over the last three, four years. And I'll even go a step further and say Clay is actually pre-injury. I don't know what he looks like right now. Pre-injury, he was their best post-up player. Like, he actually yep. had post-ups. And I would give him another year because I don't like people just saying this guy will step right in and be great again. I was like, I'll give him this year because he missed two years to see what happens next year. But he's not going to be the same defender because of the injuries he had, which is okay. Yeah. I just think that Al I want, I want, I can't, part of me, Part of me wants Golden State to fail just because Clay keep wearing that dumb headband. Like, his headband yeah. irritates me for whatever reason. I have no idea why, but – I feel like they should lose until he takes that headband off. But anyway, um, yeah, no, you're right. But the thing about it is the way they built this team now, he doesn't have to be old Clay. And I think that's what makes it that's interesting. That's the thing. He can kind of like pick his spots. Clay's only been having like a couple tire playoffs. Yeah, and, and I think with Boston, um, oh, yeah, it's like since we're in the NBA, they can switch oh, everything, and they and they got guys like. I, I just like Boston's defense. I think that they, that they can match up. They have better matchup with Golden State. Then like someone like Dallas was, where they had like only one guy, guy that could dribble, <laughs> you know. But I think the problem Dallas, I mean, Boston has an Achilles heel. Jason Tatum does try to play too much hero ball, taking these tough shots, bro. You ain't Mamba, <laughs> you know. Uh, and Jalen Brown can't dribble. That's the Achilles heel. Uh, but. I'm actually going with them. Part of it is because all the media is just anointing Golden State, talking about they this great dynasty, and Draymond talking about no one ever beat them whole. Bro, it's your fault the one you got suspended. And you ain't say nothing about beating Cleveland and Kyrie got hurt game one. Uh, so uh, I just think Boston has a shot at it, for real. I just think people just discounting it because 
Miami just ain't gonna roll over and die. I know Miami had the talent, but that was just a tough team they ain't roll over and they've been battle tested also. And uh so I'm just going with the upset, man. Oh, nice. And, yeah, and, uh oh and y'all talking about like like uh Steve as Katie like to call Stephen A. Steve. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> just like what Jordan Daly said years ago, Michael Jordan is so good, he's embarrassed in the league. Uh, <laughs> you know, but David Stern started in, marking the individual with Magic and Bird. He didn't start that with Jordan. Jordan just took it mm-hmm. to a new level because he was that level of star. Uh, you know, that was that was because the league was tape delayed to, on the finals to Bird and Magic showed up. Uh, yeah. And it was a good marketing strategy. Steph with the threes, the problem is that he's like the only guy, him and Dame Willard, that can shoot the logo threes like that. Trey Young can't, but he still no, does it all Trey, the time. Trey, Ice Trey. Ice Trey. Trey Young be too. Logo threes and be clanking like, dude, you'll be a better three-point shooter if you take a regular three. It's still worth the same amount of points. <laughs> you know? I, you know, yeah, I just think that, like, it, they don't, like it's, it, it's just deep in the same ruin it. It's talking about, like, how these guys in America coach these kids now where it's like, we'll roll the balls out, you jack up threes, stay in the corner. It's like now we're saying that someone like Joel Embiid can't play against these big te- these small teams because they jack up a bunch of threes. Problem is, who's going to guard Joel Embiid? He punishes small teams, right? Now the Rudy Gobert, DeAndre Ayton struggle because they don't punish those guys. That's always – it's like – and one thing about Golden State also people miss, they always kept the big. Bogut, McGee, they signed Boogie that year. They always keep a big. They ain't run the death line up 48 minutes, <laughs> you know. But the hot take media makes you think that way because they just, they always got a narrative to spend. Yeah, man, I mean – Yo, Tobias got beef with the media, yo. You, you said you're going to make your pick strictly based off the fact that the media is giving Golden State too many props. So now you're going, I'm hey, going the other way. They, but they I, be but annoying. I get, I get your point, though. But that, that's kind of yeah. what I was saying a couple minutes ago, like with all this legacy talk, when you start talking about um, Steph's legacy and KD, you know, KD unfairly, and I'm not the biggest KD fan, but, yo, he ain't got nothing to do with none of this. My man is at home and chilling. The talk about the finals is slandering KD. Yes, he's just that's chilling. Insane. Yeah, because here's the one thing also. We have, that's my stuff. They were talking about Steph's legacy. Oh, no, can you guys? Yeah, you guys hear me? Yeah, that's about Steph's legacy. The one thing yeah, crossed yeah. my mind was Isaiah Thomas probably so much. Man, I should have shot more instead of passing that ball to Joe Joe Dumars and Bill Lane Beer. Uh, he may put respect on my name. And Michael Jordan probably somewhere thinking, hey, man, if I knew all these folks that I ain't winning playoffs here, Scotty Pippen hit seven points a game this rookie year showed up, I would have had his ass traded a long time ago. <laughs> you know, it's just, just crazy how that stuff spins and stuff. And, uh, and you know, but – Yeah, I, so imagine, I, I, imagine, imagine what you think about the things that happened before you were watching, right? So everybody has their perspective on, like, you know – Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain, all these guys, yeah. but now you see, you've been able to see through your lifetime how narratives are created. Yeah, yeah, because I've seen it, and it's like, cause my cousin, he's like 26, he loves LeBron. No shame in that, because he grew up, that's who he grew up watching him and Kobe, right? No shame in that. And uh, 
Now, I showed him the Jordan mixtape. He was like, man, I didn't know you were doing all that. I'm like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know? And, uh, and I showed him a Barkley mixtape. He said, dude, you know how special Barkley was, you know, and, uh, at 6'4". And imagine he had better teams than Philly, <laughs> like better players when he played. And uh, But I just think, like, what happens is, is that, like, when people start to, oh, this guy didn't show up, I'm like, Scotty didn't take off to year four, and that's okay because that's how it usually goes, right? <laughs> you take a couple years before you become the guy. But people make it like, oh, this guy didn't do nothing for this. But it's team building. <laughs> and, like, someone like Isaiah Thomas, now, I couldn't stand the Pistons, right? I couldn't stand them. But I got to give that man credit. That man was awesome. And imagine if he shot more, played like today's point guards now. Like he had the talent to shoot more, but he didn't. Yeah. Maybe it looked at totally differently because yeah. – I think there is a realistic – because I always said Steph's a two-guard anyway because Draymond's the point. He runs the offense. Steph's a, Steph's a two. Nothing wrong with that. He is a point guard body. But I always thought Isaiah was the second-best point guard ever because he scored, ran point. To, no, I, I, think still, that lot. I, still got, I still got Isaiah number two. You know what I mean? Steph might be three. I still got yeah. Magic in one, obviously. But, but, I mean, it is what it is. Like, Oh, by the I way. Just think, I just think that the like KD getting done dirty, though. But go ahead, though. By the way, there are people out there that say it's slander and magic now. Like, bro, come on now, man. Uh, <laughs> you know, people slander and magic. And I'm like, come on, fellas. That 91 season of magic was his best season. Yeah. Yeah. His yeah, 91 season was his best season. When they lost to Mike that year, that was his best season, man. It was so underrated. But I just think, like, yeah, people, they, should, they shouldn't even have been in the playoffs, let alone the finals. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, and I just think people, they, 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 like, like, I don't know if B. Austin saw this one. So I saw old Nick Wright on Twitter had his top 50 from, the, from like, the past, like, 50 years or whatever. He got your boy Luka at number 20. Jordan. He probably had Jordan at 20. No, nah, he got Luka at 20. I'm like, yeah. dude, dude just got there. Yeah. already. Yo, yeah. Luka played, like, two weeks. Yeah. No, at this, at this point, this is, this is Nick Wright's most enjoyable time in his life in the media. Because LeBron can be at one end and Luka can be at the other. And if you dude, know, you know. Dude, what kills me, though, he had, like, well, like, a head like Ewing and Robinson. He talking about, like, you look at the teammates. I'm like, but you just said New York didn't have no team. And, the, and Sean Elliott was David Robinson's second best player. So they got Duncan. That's what you, can, you can't say, but the thing is, is that KG had Terrell Brandon and Anthony Peeler. <laughs> you know, uh, I just think that, like, so if he put him like number forty or forty five is one thing because he's a young guy, he's balling. But I think twenty, you say this guy gonna be the goat. <laughs> you know? At least Shaq when remember Shaq was a top fifty, but they didn't rank him like that. It just like put the players out. And uh but Shaq, people forget how Shaq was when he first got in the league. And uh and, and I just think sometimes that we look at counting stats. And the league is totally different now than even when it was 10 years ago, where you don't have a big in the paint now. You may have only one person in the paint because everything's spread out. And even 10 years yeah. ago, you had guys ready to go, and it's just, a, it's just a different game. So your numbers may be a little bit better, and plus guards rebound more because they shoot a lot more threes. You know, threes create long rebounds. And, uh, you know, oh, before I go, i got to bring this up. Uh, do y'all boys think Deshaun Watson playing this year? Yo, I don't know. Like, I thought, I don't know. Like, yo, stuff keeps coming out about dude. I have no idea. Yeah. Maybe uh, in prison. 
my thing is, because remember, he sat out. People forget when he sat out last year, the Texans sat him out. They should have played him anyway. If he said no, you could take his salary. He got paid that whole year last year. And, uh, mm-hmm. and like, and Trevor Bauer got, like, two years suspension from him, but he was on the Dodgers last for, like, all his sexual stuff. And the NFL, folks go look at them and be like, hey, you got two years, man. You're doing all this and stuff keeps coming out, keeps coming out. How can you put him on the field? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah freak. Yeah. Anyway, and then, man, like, we about to move oh, on so we can get out of here, man. Hey, you guys take it easy, man. And and, and we got to take Fred to the HBCU hang around the yard, man. He needs to stop slandering HBCUs, man. Yo, man. Yeah, he needs some, he needs some black yamage. But anyway, yeah. yo, the minute, yo, the minute, the minute Fred would get on that campus, he would be calling SWAT. Yo, yo, I gotta put it down with a young number. No, let me shut up. Um, all right, Tobias, man, we'll highlight you next week, good brother. All right, Tobias, roll damn top. Yes, sir. It's time to move on, though, man. Real quick, real, real quick. Um, you know, gotta let everybody know if you want to call in, call three two three. Four one zero 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 one two and press one when prompted. If you are listening from your phone, press one. If you want to talk, you can join us right now in the By the Hood chat room brought to you by By the Hood University. Here's what I will say. By the way, the By the Hood ownership camp is coming up for kids ages five and up. Go to bythehoodcamp.com for more information. But the bottom line, if you want to speak with us, three two three four one zero 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 one two. But I'm gonna talk about real fast what happened this past week. Wow. You were all on the Grizznai, and that is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. Here's the bottom line. If you need a new website for your business, and a lot of you do because a lot of you got Wix sites and all kinds of other nonsense, get rid of that. You got to call Digital Extreme Technologies. You can reach them at digitalextremetech.com, you know, or call 267-205-4203. And be like, yeah, you know what I mean? And they'll take care of you. But it's time to talk about what happened this past week. Wow. You were on the roof, naive. All right, so here's the first thing, man. Your man Francis M.H. Gore is signing a one-day contract with the San Francisco 49ers so he can officially retire as a 49er. had no idea he hadn't done that. Like, last time I saw Frank Gore, he was getting his wig split by Deron <laughs> Williams in boxing. I'm just back for the landing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, last um, time I saw Boy, he had feces coming out of his leg. He got he got dead. He got Shanir. But the only thing that I'm looking at is like I feel like that time when they told Paul Pierce You ain't Kobe? <laughs> yo, you ain't Kobe. Yo, Draymond yo, Draymond going to the Hall of Fame for that one line. Draymond said, yeah. You ain't Kobe. Yo, yo, love you, say, yo you. you think you Kobe. Yo, said, y'all you gotta said get you're getting a farewell tour. That. Nobody care about yo, you. Drake, nobody yo, Drake cares. Is a noodle. But, yo, we got to get him that. That was hilarious. Shout Frank out to the farewell tour. Shout out to Phil Maddox, though. He probably excited about that, man. Frank Gaines just been came good since 2009. Slam. Yo, Frank Gore. Listen, man, Frank, no more. Frank Gore, okay. Frank, All right, he mid. Francis M. H. going to the hall, man. Yeah, he is. Yo. I mean, you know, that's like that's like Sonic making a Hall of Fame for Francis. <laughs> it's all mid. Yeah. 
It's all mid. Like, you know what I mean? It's yo, better than nothing, but it's still yo, mid. Yo, wow. Hall, yo, wow, hall of accumulation. Let's take, let's, hall of accumulation. There it is. Hall of accumulation. That's him. That's him. He wasn't better than the God. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Marion the Barbarian. Rest in peace. Man. Hey, they say Marion Barber was better than Frank Gore. That's, that's wild. <laughs> yeah, he's drunk. Yo, so shout out to Francis Gorman. You a first ballot Hall of Fame healthy, uh, and you know, inductee. I'm just waiting for Phil Maddox. He the first ballot Hall of Healthy. Yeah. Yo, Hall of Healthy. Yo. H O S H or F O H? Anyway, um, <laughs> oh, yo, man. yo, moving, moving on, moving on from yo, the pizza. Yo, is M H? Yo, is Francis better than 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 that than uh, Z? Never mind. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Hey, yo. All right, seriously though, is Francis better than Ricky Waters? No. For who? For what? All right. All right, all right. So that's that's. I'm trying to see where y'all guys got him at. Like, he better than Eric Metcalf. He better than Rick, man. No, he's not. He better, he better than, than Eric Rick? Metcalf. <laughs> better than Eric Metcalf. Is he better than Gizmo Williams? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, y'all drawing. Yo, Phil gonna Phil gonna mash you. All right, with the all right. Program. I'm gonna chill. I'm gonna chill. I'm gonna move. I'm gonna move. I'm trying to move. I'm trying to get caught up. Oh, this. That accumulating some of them mother bitch got 16,000 Yo. yards. Holy oh, shit. Yeah. Say Gizmo Williams, though. Yo. <laughs> Yo, my man was Gizmo Williams. Yo, his name's Gizmo. All right, real quick. Yeah, yeah, the boy was better than Vasek and Hema, man. Come on, man. <laughs> Yo, was he? Vasek and Hema didn't have a position. <laughs> was he, though? I mean, he you? made it to the NFL as athlete. No, let's listen. I'm looking at Frank. I'm looking at Frank stats. So his accumulation. I mean, he's done it. I mean, he like number four on the list. Golly, he accumulated. <laughs> Ain't no way he don't got yeah. CTE. No, I mean, real talk. I don't remember like too. Frank Gore having like shifty moves or nothing. Like I've never really seen a Frank no, Gore I, highlight reel. This, no, this, this is this is a serious question. Serious question. Does he have any rushing titles? Oh mm, six, maybe. He got any YouTube oh, vids? Yo, he has no highlights. <laughs> yo, boys, majorly mid, yo. No highlights. Yo, yo, imagine yo, I allow myself to be. I allow myself to be influenced because I'm a fan of the bull, man. But it's fun. <laughs> yo, my thing is though, no, that's a great question though. Like, how do you have that many yards and you got no highlight reel? Yo, Ricky Ricky Baker got better highlights than uh, Francis M.A. <laughs> I'm gonna look up. Like, I'm gonna look on, up a Francis highlight reel today. There better be some nice stuff on there. I just can't remember oh, yeah, him not, being yo, doing it like. Yo, that's like that's I'm like be, looking I'm up a Joe Dumars highlight reel. I'm gonna be but honest. Wait, but what Emmett Smith highlight reel look like though? No, Emmett got some highlights though. Emmett was, uh, was shifty. at the line. Like Emmett got some highlights. He was shifty in the hole, Paul. Yeah, he did. Definitely, I was, definitely I was shifty like, in the hole. And and, and his balance. <laughs> Emmett, Emmett had crazy balance, right? 
But so Emmett does got highlights. Look at Jimmy trying to cape for that overrated basket. He's not. He's just crapping on Gore. He's just crapping on Gore. That's all. I'm not, I don't care about him. I'm just saying, like, you know what I mean? Like, yo, shout to him. You know what I mean? Sonic got good questions. I'm going to find play. something. Anyway. I'm going to send it to y'all. We're going to be like, oh, Gore, nice. Please we just ain't no. I need, I need to laugh. Yo, real quick, though, let's move on, though. LeBron or Raymond James, according to Forbes, is now a billionaire. He is the first he, he's done player it. to reach billionaire status. While first active, first active player. He's done it. I mean, that's what Lisa Forbes said. Forbes always counting your money for, but I guess that's what Forbes does. They count your money for you. It's big professional. The crazy part is they say that Forbes is always generally low. So Brown probably I mean, been a billionaire, but like they said, Brown has made like one point two billion dollars in taxable income. I mean, we know that's not that's crazy. Gonna put you over, but the fact that you've made that much in income. Everything else that you're worth, like everything he's doing, they got to put him over. He got Spring Hill, he got his Nike deal, you know, PepsiCo. He got his investment with Blaze, his investment with Lyft. So, you know, Brian, you know, he's doing his thing. Jimmy, would you always more, say, more than that? More than an athlete, man. Yeah. Meanwhile, so, you know, he's been setting about himself about up for this mean? for for. I mean, uh, all jokes aside, though. Okay, okay. When, when but y'all consider... wanted to know how much Francis M. H. Gore made? Sixty-three <laughs> million, though. Sixty-three million. Real quick, though. All jokes aside, though, when you consider where LeBron came from, um, and not having his his uh, father there, man, that's been a major accomplishment. I mean, just it's making amazing. it amazing, major accomplishment. It's amazing for him to have the wherewithal and to put a team together that has the wherewithal to say, okay, if I come in the league on this level, what Mike did 10 years after he retired, I can do that while I'm still playing because we can, you know, I mean, they could take everything he did and just do it earlier. So I know that's got to. If you're you're an elite athlete in the NBA, how can you not be inspired by that? Right. Like you, 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 you know, seriously, if you're elite in the NBA these days, you cannot be broke. Not even, not even broke. You cannot not be filthy, filthy rich because the blueprint Yo, has been laid. And now that LeBron doing it, going, some people are going to be built like in the next generation, somebody's going to be a billionaire in like year three. <laughs> Let's see what they're out. Yo, they're going to be a billionaire just off contracts with these super duper, uber, uber max contracts they got. <laughs> right. Somebody going to buy a team yo, while they're playing on it. Yo. <laughs> buy a team while I'm playing on it. Yo, your man Dame Lillard going to be a billionaire and still be a loser because he ain't never winning nothing. Staying in Portland. <laughs> <laughs> he going to stick them up for every penny. Yo, give me every penny. He's going to lose every game, and I'm just going to keep winning in the bank. <laughs> uh, B. Austin talked about it earlier. Former Cowboys running back, Marion the Barbarian Barber, was found dead in his apartment. Rest in power to Marion Barber. Uh, I mean, real talk. I ain't even going to hold you. I ain't even joking. The way Boy used to play, I'm just assuming it's CTE related. That's just an assumption. Boy was violent. He was tired of it. Because they, they, haven't, they didn't, haven't found out the cause of death, but I'm thinking he was just tired of them headaches. Yo, yo, man, everybody named Marion Everybody named Marion is violent, man Shout out to Suge Knight, but like I ain't never met a man named Marion that wasn't violent 
They probably, they probably was they probably was bullied as kids. Marion, they named Marion. Yeah. And then you named the dude Marion. You automatically asked him to be a savage. Um. Anyway. <laughs> yo, your nickname to be the barbarian. That means yo, yo, your nickname is the barbarian. How are you supposed to like walk around the earth? Yeah. Anyway, man. But rest in power to the god, man. You were a dope like backup fantasy running back. I gotta give you a props for that, man. Marion um, the Giants. <laughs> San Francisco Giants manager Gabe Kaplan will not come out for the national anthem for the foreseeable future to take a stand after the Rob Elementary massacre. Well, he's saying that after this massacre, he's so fed up with y'all, he don't care about your damn song. So Gabe a white boy. So is um, MLB going to blackball him or no? Mm, no, they're going to celebrate him. <laughs> Gonna be a whole different. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he's gonna be celebrated. Them people take their song seriously. Like I don't think he's gonna get the cap treatment. I don't see him being celebrated. I mean, more white people who don't have a problem with it might speak up that wouldn't speak up for cap. But y'all know the Americans. They love their song. They feel it's disrespectful yeah, but it, for anybody. I think. But I think Cat was also like on. In the NFL, which is a bigger stage, like a lot of folks don't right. know Gabe Kaplan is. Like, if he did this, <laughs> people don't know what San MLB Francisco, is. Like, it's yeah, baseball. exactly. If he, if he if he did this for the San Francisco 49ers, yeah, he might get cooked. For this though, they yo, might be like, "Yo, I ain't you know baseball started." That's, that's funny though, because Boyd did it for the San Francisco 49ers. His name Cap. This Boyd doing it for the San Francisco Giants, and his name Cap. I think this might be Cap. Oh. <laughs> Ah, uh, I see what you did. I see what you did there. Shit, yeah, this might be cat. Yo, um, also got to tell you this, though. Your man Jalen Brown has become the first NBA player to sign with Donda Sports. Uh, Aaron Donald was the first NFL player. So Kanye's first two clients in the Donda Sports are Aaron Donald and Jalen Brown. He got some pretty, pretty good that athletes. That's my so. question because I'm not well-versed on the Donda Sports thing. Is it an agency or is it like management? Because it's kind of different. You know, some some dudes they're their their agent, their manager, and their lawyer be three different people. Even though one dude can do all yeah. of that. So what do they so do? From my are they their actual I heard, agents? I heard uh, Aaron Donald speak a little bit about it, and mm. it's kind of like a marketing thing. So okay. Kanye, so, more, is, uh, so it's probably more management than agent. Yeah, he's going to handle their marketing and get them uh, get them uh, opportunities outside of their prospective sports. Okay. So that's kind of like how that's how Aaron Donald described their relationship. So pro- professional bag getters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So go find bags and you get a percentage, and you know, then I get my percentage. Do they get on the board of the Donda Academy? Is that real yet? Or they just got a basketball <laughs> yeah, I team. I, yo, he had people sign there, but I don't know if it's a school or gym. I don't know nothing. He just put a name out, yo. Yo, Kanye yo. is amazing. Kanye can put a name out and have people follow him and like join him in business. Like, I Yo, he name. had five. He had five star high school athletes joining this team, and I don't really know if they really Yo, have they a team. It might gym. just be. It might just be a website with pictures on it. <laughs> Yo, they on the squad. That. Yo, my man had <laughs> That's an IG page. Like they didn't have like, a school, so I know they didn't have a gym. <laughs> no, he had an IG page and got like the top level talent to come like be a part of it, man. Yeah, Kanye, Kanye is amazing, y'all. It must be Fred amazing to have an that. idea. Fred probably hated that. Yeah, he did. Yeah, 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 he, cool, he, cool he cool with Kanye. 
Because Kanye going to take that back to the to the to them folks on the low. I don't know more that, white though. than black. <laughs> hey, yeah. Yeah. No, 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 you know, sports the book. But this date in sports history, uh, June 2nd in 1987, Seattle Mariners, they draft Ken Griffey Jr. at number one. Junior? Wow. First thing I think of when I think of Ken Griffey Jr. is in fire sneaks. They were fire. Um, anyway. No. I might Uh-oh. grab me a pair now. <laughs> yeah, I know Dev, Dev back in the sneaker game. Dev back with being a sneakerhead and wearing chains that excite the feds and whatnot. But, um, <laughs> also on June 2nd, 1935, future Hall of Fame slugger, Babe Ruth, the black man, Babe Ruth, he announced his retirement at 40 years of age. Damn, wow. so the same day that one of the GOATs retired, one of the GOATs got drafted. Shout out to the GOATs. And they both black, so black history moment. Ah, yo, yo, do your research. Babe Ruth was a black man. Anyway, well, you can't look at Babe Ruth's nose and tell me he ain't black. Got yeah, it. absolutely, man. He had one of them uh, KRS-One jumps. Miss um, <laughs> Melody, Miss Melody. Yo. Anyway, um, yo, KRS-One might have the biggest nose of any black man. Like, that's, uh, yo, I'm not even exaggerating. Pause for, you know. Beirut stepped like, the home. Beirut stepped the home plate like me too. Don't even ask. <laughs> Get out of here. Don't even ask. <laughs> <laughs> yo. Oh, man, listen, it was time for us to get out of here, man. Thank you, uh, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, you know, Neil, Kev, we definitely appreciate Love y'all. Thank y'all for all the support. For those that called and got through, you know, we appreciate it. Um, you know, we have some calls we couldn't get to, but we do have to get out of here. Um, but thank you all, nonetheless, for tuning in for the war room. And we will be back in next week. But remember, you can catch our show as well as any of our shows at the hub, which you can also find everything we do, our blogs, you know, our webcasts, podcasts, clothing, our social media. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you hit us up on social media or the company as well as our personal, by the way. But with that being said, um, you know, it's time for us to definitely get out here. Keep my book, Sports the Book, at warmsports.com. But as we always say, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. And we shall see you come on to
www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it.